of the Better Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet! It's a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Ah, little Curtis Mayfield, baby. That is one of my... It's, it's, this is not only one of my favorite songs... Of all time, but it it might just like be pound for pound, one of my favorite recordings. It just it sounds so great. Every layer of it just sounds unbelievable. Happy Virgo season to all you out there. See, this is a time for me that I always relish in. It's usually a time when I'm excited about a lot of things. I'm taking in a lot of media all at once with equal enthusiasm for every piece of it. I've been listening to so much Curtis, so much Prince lately, watching all these Stanley Kubrick movies, and just I'm just getting so so into it and feeling so good and centered. All that being said, I had a bad day today. I didn't have a very good day. There's no there's no bones about it. Nothing went right. But um, you know, that's that's alright. I got Chloe, Chloe sitting here with me right now where she's very present on this uh on this intro she's just sitting in my lap so she'll she'll be a little bit more on mic than normal hey we got sean newman on the show this week sean of jupiter styles fka single player he came over to talk about the new jupiter styles record be good we'll get to that momentarily we're sponsored this week by lauren records Go to lauren-records.com slash store. Enter the promo code better yet. One word, all lowercase at checkout. You receive 10% off of your order. You can pick up records by past guests like Walter, etc. Summer Vacation, Winter Break, Katie Yellen, Shinobu. Some great distro items over there as well. You got Bomb the Music Industry Records, AJJ, The Alkaline Trio, lauren-records dot com slash store enter the promo code better yet uh alkaline trio speaking of which things are going swimmingly over on as you were a podcast about alkaline trio david and i just did you want to get down you want to get down chloe that's fine that's fine she doesn't want to she doesn't want to hang out with me that's fine yeah i won't miss you this this is how my day is going nobody's David and I did an episode of As You Were about the song Bleeder, and it's something that I'm really proud of. It's one of my one of my most proud moments of my podcasting output. It's a very real conversation. It's just something to look at and just be really really proud of of the actual content that came out. We're also posting this here episode of. Better yet, it's coming out on the one-year anniversary of our live episode. 
Speaking of things that I'm proud of, that was such a special night for me and for the show. I've gone back to it a couple times to just listen to the performances and just remember that room and the people that I shared that time with. It was something that I will always remember. would like to invite you to go back and listen to it if you haven't or you want to listen to it again, episode 66 in the archives. All right, on to the task at hand. Sean Newman of Jupiter Styles is on the show. Jupiter Styles is a project Sean started in college under the name Single Player. He was down at Champagne, part of that scene that Kyle Lang, our guest last week, was an integral part of. And Sean, taking influences from indie rock and punk, started writing these melody-driven songs that were short and to the point, released two LPs on Rat King Records. While he was in school down there, he graduated and was working as a journalist and then began to play ba- to play bass for Rat Boys on their tours and released his last LP as single player, a record called At The Buzzer, which is where I first heard him and fell in love with his songs. He's now changed the moniker to Jupiter Styles and released his first LP under that name. It's a record called Be Good. It works with that pre-established formula, but it also expands a little outwards. It's a key moment of growth for Sean and for this project and something I was excited to talk about. And also, he and I, man, we had plenty to talk about. We got a lot in common. I was excited to have him over here. Knew we'd have some fun, and we did just that. So let's get to it. We'll start with the song. We can go ahead. We can play the whole thing here, all 51 seconds of it. This is Stick Around, followed by my interview with Sean Newman. covered all the sports i didn't give a shit about them at all i still don't oh really yeah like i i i never like grew i watched like the 0405 illinois team put that up for sure and they were like they were a big deal especially because like one guy was like from my hometown and stuff like that on the starting lineup Uh but like other than that i never cared about their football team never cared about their basketball team yeah and then i covered them for work um like i had the newspaper and stuff like that Working at the but, school newspaper? Yeah, oh, yeah, the school newspaper. And then I got a job with the Associated Press. And I was covering, like, the football and basketball seasons in, like, for all the college teams in the, like, local Midwest area. Uh-huh. And there was, like, people who were like, fuck Indiana. Like, Indiana sucks. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. They're, like, clearly better. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. For Indiana, it was more, like... Purdue was the big rivalry. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, Illinois was, was like, like a fly kind of like not a not like, a fly, but it's like it's like hmm. Well, you're a Leafs fan, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm trying to think of like <laughs> what's the big what would the Maple Leafs big rivalry be because they they moved to the Eastern Conference yeah. not that long ago. It was right? always the Canadians, but uh-huh. I 
grew up where that rivalry wasn't that big of a deal. Like they play every single year a bunch of times and they're in the same division. They're always yeah. kind of comp- well they they're not always kind of competing with each other cuz they were always good and the Leafs sucked. Like all the time. The Leafs have so, not been are they're they're a little bit better now. They're so they're like getting so good now. Yeah. So it's like super exciting. They got a bunch of good young guys, but like all my life I was a Cubs and a Leafs fan. Yeah. We're how like does that work? T- how do you how do you end up following the Maple Leafs? Family is from Canada. Oh and so okay. I had some relatives that like uh my grandma's sister moved to like Toronto. Uh-huh. And they were from uh Sydney, Nova Scotia, which is actually this hockey team is oh, from okay. Sydney. Gotcha. Um, Kind of like near Halifax and stuff like that, but uh-huh. they, my grandma was just like, yeah, we're like we were Leafs fans. So <laughs> when I was people. a kid, I was like, sure, yeah, 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 but yeah like, that makes sense. Because like, I mean, wh- wh- how how old are you? Uh, twenty four. So you you're growing up in the Eric Daze. Oh era yeah, no, of Antonio the Chicago Monte and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't even on TV. They so. spent yeah, they spent all their money on Nikolai Hobby Bulin. <laughs> Like Fuck. oh yeah that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna really bring people into the yeah, arena. Yeah. I remember because when we moved out here, we would go to the Blackhawks mm-hmm. uh, Rangers games. Yeah, it'd be like five bucks or ten bucks. Or so something. freaking cheap. Yeah, we so we sick. would just like upgrade to like you know very very good seats mm-hmm. because you know we could. It didn't cost any money. Yeah, but I used to see, I I would see like a couple games at the Garden each year. That's my so first, sick. My I want to go there so bad. Was, uh, the beginning of the 93-94 season. What? That's and awesome. Holy just shit. insanity growing up with that. Yeah. So, like, I went to... You ever see that 30 for 30? Uh, I think it's June 17th, 1994. Uh, yeah, where it's like that it's and like O.J. Simpson and everything. Yeah, yeah I was at that parade. I went fuck, to... So I came so home. Sick. The Knicks were playing <laughs> that night, and then I got kicked out of the freaking <laughs> living room so that my parents could watch O.J. Simpson's car chase. That's crazy. So, they didn't let you watch it? Well, they were like, or we had, didn't know what was we had one TV, oh, so they okay. were like, get out! Yeah, I, get I, don't, I don't give a shit about okay. your Knicks games. And then eventually, you... NBC didn't give a shit about my mm, Knicks game. Yeah, I thought you were saying like they were like, you got, you can't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like what? He's like, well, yeah, great. He's driving like thirty miles an hour. Like, what's <laughs> he's, the big deal? He's obeying all the speed limits. Yeah. But I got, yeah, I never threw away any of my like Rangers memorabilia. Mm. And like when my brother was was born, he was really into hockey. So like his toys growing up were like starting lineup figures That's and like awesome. headliners. So yeah. All sorts of like Rangers <laughs> regalia in the in the homestead, but they they've been on the downward trend for yeah. the last few years. They're what was it the 2013-2014 team when they went to the Cubs? That's yeah. like one of the most them in the Vancouver Canucks, and then I was thinking about it recently too, uh, like the Texas Rangers when they lost to the Cardinals yeah. in the yeah, yeah. Uh, World Series. Like those are some of like the most tragic teams like over the past couple of years, or I at mean, least in my lifetime. You, yeah, you got Josh Hamilton. Like that's yeah. some of the saddest shit. That's oh, ever for sure. Happened. Yeah, and they were t- uh, one strike away twice in yeah. Game Six. It's like fuck, <laughs> so crazy. I know. I think and then they just. Dropped off after that World so, Series. So how did, how did you get into wrestling? I know you haven't been watching um, it that much lately. I watched it when I was young. Like, you know, everyone kind of watched it during yeah. the Attitude Era. Then uh-huh. I used to go over to my friend's house to watch How I Met Your Mother every Monday because uh-huh. I didn't have cable and it was like my first year of college. Yeah, was, yeah. It was like the end of the show. I was uh-huh. like, I got to watch this. Every right, week. right, right. And uh, so we went there and after the 
like episode would end it's like a half hour episode uh-huh. we'd be like sitting there like oh i walked all the way over here it's like an like almost like an hour like trek to get over here yeah, so i sure. like kind of hang out for a little bit longer uh-huh. and my friend richie owens would flip on monday night raw oh and at okay. first i was like oh, yeah i remember this like yeah it's kind of it's like goofy or whatever but i don't want to watch and then this you're just week. like oh man and then like the is. next week he like turned it on i was like oh yeah i remember that was happening because it's a soap uh-huh. opera right. it goes it's on every cool. week you just get you just get sucked it's in. like a current or something like and getting now, ripped in by waves like i got i got back in like mm-hmm. during the summer punk it was like mm-hmm. i was watching that I royal came right afterwards yeah <laughs> it was it was really fascinating mm-hmm. just because you kind of you go into it watching it with this like meta perspective yeah, like oh yeah, yeah i remember this and like oh remember like 15 years ago like that shit was crazy yeah 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 you, you, it's like you're at this point we're into like a post postmodernism but then you're just like, <laughs> I really like this stuff. Yeah. And you, it's just crazy how it hooks you. It's yeah, so good. Totally. It's so addicting. So but, where'd you grow up then? Um, Mokina, Illinois. Uh-huh. It's uh, like Joliet area, right? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and all my friends are from Oak Forest. Like, I don't know a single person from Mokina other than my neighbors. Um, Vince is from Mokina, I think. Vince? Oh, shit. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk to him about that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, and and he's in Champaign now, so he's yeah, readily yeah. available to you. Are you still yeah. going back to Champaign pretty often? Um, not that often anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, like I'm playing there on Thursday. That's like the first day of this tour coming up. Uh-huh. Um, but the last time I was down there was early July for a rap boy show and then before that it had been like probably yeah. like half a year so or you're, just, you're just coming in when you're playing and then yeah you yeah just like see it and i mean you're a few years removed at this point it's mm-hmm. like all right things are kind of like moving in the direction that they just move everything just changes every five years down there new yeah, people it's crazy but i miss it a lot but yeah you miss uh just the town and uh-huh. stuff like yeah, i yeah. think if i like settled down somewhere at some point it would want to be in like a town like that i think that that's like where i go mm-hmm. next is is a place like that probably like not in illinois mm-hmm. but yeah it's that you get a little bit of an art scene happening yeah, yeah. it's a progressive town usually progressive within a non-progressive oh like, yeah it's like a big area. block i covered the state for a while and yeah. it's like a big block of blue in the middle of like a sea of red yeah. <laughs> like central south Absolutely. illinois it's Nor- and i went to isu so mm-hmm. like normal is kind of the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. but about half the size yeah yeah so so you, but you grew up in mokina but you you all your friends are oak forest people yeah I, because when uh, I was a very young, I uh, switched schools like second, third grade, and I went to this school in Oak Forest where I met like all my friends. Uh-huh. I wasn't into music, and then I like got into music through all them and stuff like that. Like you know, like Jake Carlson. I don't know Jake, uh, but he, he does like he films a lot of music videos and uh-huh. stuff for like he's done like Namdi videos, rap boys oh, videos, okay. stuff like that. Okay. And so I met like people like that. Like his younger brother is like one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like. And, and so we all met and then I just was like, okay, these are where all my friends are. And these yeah. are like clearly going to be the best friends I ever have for the rest of my life. Right, and it's like exactly. stuck true, you know, like uh-huh. we're never going to like not be friends. Yeah. And well, Dave's from Oak Forest. Yeah, right? exactly. And then, yeah. You know, Kyle, Kyle Lang was here earlier this week. I don't know. Okay. If I, yeah. If Kyle. That. Yeah. Kyle. Uh-huh. Um, Kyle's someone who's like got me like super into music too. He's yeah. like the reason I went to U of I. Actually. Oh, for real? Yeah. You were um, just like, I want to, it sounds like this guy's doing things that I want to be doing. Yeah, it, well, I didn't know, um, I didn't 
know where I wanted to go to, or I knew I wanted to go to Columbia College in Chicago just uh-huh. because like Jake Carlson good, and a, yeah. a, but people like that had went there that I like really looked up to. Yeah. And we're like into like film and music and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I got to go there. That's where all these people are going. Mm-hmm. Like that's the route you got to take or something. Yeah. And then I went to Illinois for a visit. My mom was like, we have to at least like look at one other college or something. Right. And it was also like way cheaper than Columbia. So I think yeah. she was like, we uh-huh. should go look at another college. How about you know, this? Like, How about this one? Yeah, right. like nudging yeah, yeah. me. And I was like, yeah, sure. And we took a like drive down there. And I met up with Kyle because, like, I was I was friends with Kyle, like, going into that. Yeah. But, um, like, from Oak Forest and stuff. But then we, like, kind of hung out with him for a little while. And, like, I got a little, like, tours of the area and stuff. And he was telling me about the music scene and stuff. And I was like, if this is where Kyle's going and there's a music scene here, then, like, why yeah. not? Yeah. And it's a couple that... of my friends from Oak Forest were going there that, like, were, like, my close friends, too. Right. So I was like, "This will be a good place. I'll have a good community down here." So, so let's let's go back a little bit. For like, sure. Where, yeah, where did your? No, I, I brought you there. Um, <laughs> where? Uh, what did your folks do? Um, my mom is a labor and delivery nurse. Uh huh. And then my dad was a. He worked on a rail yard and was a truck driver before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. They so, still in Mokina. Yeah, they're still in Mokina. Oh, um, are I, they good? Uh, yeah, they're doing good. Yeah. yeah. You got siblings. <laughs> I have one brother, yeah, what, an older what's, brother. What's his story? Um, he's an electrician. Uh huh. Yeah. Is he older, how much older than? He's like you? three or four years oh, okay. older than me. Yeah. Are you Are you close? Um, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Close in the brother way. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was there? So you said you weren't really into music before you met all these all these kids in yeah. in elementary school. Yeah, yeah. I moved to um a school and that was in Oak Forest, Illinois, uh-huh. and met all these people and like the friends that I kind of fell into like being friends with like everyone was kind of friends in our grade which is like a great wonderful thing yeah for sure that like it wasn't really like clicky or anything everyone was like everyone had their close friends but it was just this like big group of everyone school not really there's probably like 90 kids in the grade or 100 kids or something like that but like everyone got along with everybody and it kind of brought me up in this way where like I feel very well-rounded like mm-hmm. we were talking about hockey and then now we're talking about punk music. Right, yeah, so, yeah. so it's like, I feel like I got like, well, you're, you're like, kind of like, you're kind of a person who's doing a lot of things at once. Yeah. I yeah. That, that kind of translates. right? Yeah. And I value that a lot. And I think a lot of that comes from like the way I was kind of like raised. Like I look at that as like a family of people that uh-huh. like all those kids I went to school with and stuff yeah. like that. So like I, I like I, I no, that's really wholesome and thanks. It's yeah. also very Midwest. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's one hundred percent Midwest. <laughs> but yeah, I met uh met those kids and they were all like, oh, we're gonna start a band and we're in, in third like, grade. Third like, grade. What kind of music were they into in third like, grade? Like Wolf Parade and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, it's like I was listening to like Sugar Ray and I was like, uh-huh. guys, this is cool. Like, listen to Fly. Yeah, and they're like, no, you gotta yeah. you gotta get this like indie rock adjacent stuff. Yeah, I remember like my friend Josh. Uh, Carlson showing me like Interpol and Wolf Parade. And uh-huh. I was like, he showed me Wolf Parade, and I was like, this sucks. Like, yeah. I don't like this guy's voice. Like, because Spencer Craig's voice has got this like it's weird, got, it's a weird voice. Yeah, so I was like, this is bad. It's not like Sugar Ray is uh-huh. or Third Eye Blind or something. Right. So I kind of like ignored that for a while, but then I listened to Interpol. Interpol and was like fucking blown in. away. Those first two records, <laughs> Antics was the first time I listened to. Okay, it's just so mysterious, yeah. and it's like. When I listened to it, I had this like like vision of like this guy in like a suit, like some sort of like secret agent walking yeah. down like 
the dark alleys of like uh-huh. New York City or something like on some sort of mission. I was like, this is cool. Like it's so dark and mysterious. I was playing solo for a little while mm-hmm. and I was thinking about like I heard the, what's the single from uh from the first record? Um, like, PDA. She can race, she can race, she oh. That one, shit. Uh, obstacle or something. I don't know what yeah. the songs are called. Anymore. I was like, <laughs> I, I heard that song like randomly, and I was mm. like, oh man, this would be a fucking dope like yeah, acoustic yeah. cover, like build it up a little bit. And then I looked at the lyrics, and I was like, like makes nope. no sense. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not saying a thing. Yeah, he's not saying one thing in this. Song. That's that's another thing that drew me into antics. Uh, uh-huh. Was like. Sometimes you don't even understand what he's saying, and it's like also just kind of like nonsense at some points yeah. to me. Like if you look up the lyrics, I like I've avoided looking up the lyrics all my life because I'm like when I listen to it, I kind of like wait if I sing along to it in the car or something. Like I kind of like inf- sing and like inflect certain like syllables or something, but I don't even know what the words are at right. some points. But I'm like that kind of fits with what the record is because it's so like strange and weird and that, that I don't want to know what it's about like kind of out of nowhere I know that yeah, you're like yeah, coming yeah. into music with like very fresh eyes mm-hmm. but like that there's nothing that really like predated Interpol mm-hmm. to me yeah I there remember was, like the strokes and like the white stripes but like Interpol was in a different lane yeah I remember a lot of people trying to like kind of group them in with like Joy Division but yeah. it's just because like the voices are kind of deeper I always or whatever, thought that that but, like, high bass was like the the real oh yeah length. Carlos what's his like it's probably something awesome. Like I think all of the Carlos people, Dears, like, I don't know all what it, they call it. Fucking name awesome was, but So so these kids so are really good. into music, and they're like, "We're gonna start a band." So you're like, mm-hmm. "All right, well, cool. I want to." Yeah. So I like. Too. I was like, "Mom, can I like go take guitar lessons?" Like uh-huh. they want all my friends want to start a band. Yeah. So I like went and took guitar lessons for a while. Uh-huh. Almost quit like a few times because it's hard. And yeah, because it's, it's hard. And don't stupid. do anything cool. And, for yeah, the, and, like majority of it. Yeah, like the first like year, you're like learning how to like hold the notes down and stuff. You know, like yeah. it's like very a very slow process. And I was like, this sucks. Like yeah. I'm not. I don't like to practice things a lot and uh-huh. stuff. And I mean, I still I didn't practice as much as I ever should. Like I suck at guitar. Like I I don't know any scales. I just know how to play like chords. And then I'm just listening to fucking records. Like it's you're (laughs) it's all like you're taking a long time to like guess everything. Uh huh. (laughs) But so I. I'm not I fishing. Like, I, feel, I'm, I don't know scales right. and stuff, and I'm like surrounded scales, by so many like, people who like. The, who cares? I don't, you, I'm you just saying. Like, <laughs> I, I was going off the other yeah. day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it Go here and it. put it on record. <laughs> I think that the worst thing that you can say about uh, a musical artist in a way to in a way to sell them mm-hmm. or a way to like excuse the fact that they don't have good songs. Oh, but they're so talented. Like, fuck off. For I sure, don't yeah, give yeah. a <laughs> yeah. fuck if they're good at playing their instrument. Yeah, you could just like wail on a solo but or something. You, it's like that could could right. suck. You uh-huh. know? I get you. You've got, <laughs> to me, like you kind of have like an innate sense of melody. Right. Like listening okay, to your songs, you, you have very good like vocal <laughs> melody. Is that something that you kind of like locked in on pretty quick? Like were you always kind of humming and like. Yeah, I I feel guilty now that I just kind of like set you, I teed you up to like compliment me. I feel bad. Um, but oh, this is how this interview is going <laughs> to go. Know. Right but yeah, time. no. So I didn't know how to play guitar very well yeah. and was just like playing chords. And I li- grew up listening to like pop radio, like pop right. country radio and stuff like that. So those are like really rooted in melodies and stuff like Absolutely. that. And I also couldn't play guitar very loud because my mom would work nights and my uh-huh. dad would work all day. So there was always someone sleeping at yeah. my house. So I would like, 
you know, like singing in the shower, like quietly in the shower to myself mm-hmm. was like, I've written so many songs, like just oh, singing real? to myself in the shower and then yeah. getting out and like quietly figuring out the guitar part uh-huh. and like recording it somewhere so I can remember how to do it when I could play loud somewhere yeah. else or something. Do you so, write on the road a lot? I feel um, like this is, this perfectly like sets you up for you being in the in the back of the van and yes, just being like, yeah. yeah, I'm too embarrassed to like uh-huh. hum out loud. So there's a lot of stuff where like. I like think of a melody and I'm like sitting in the car and I'm like, fuck, there's no way to like write this down. Or I'll like, the next time we stop for the bathroom, I'll like right. <laughs> run off I'll to the side like, and yeah, like sing yeah, into yeah. my phone, uh-huh. like act like I'm talking on the phone or something, you know? You've but... been in the van with those kids <laughs> for how long at Still this point? Still so like, embarrassing. That's really funny <laughs> but, to me. But yeah, so a lot of stuff is like definitely rooted in vocal melodies. Yeah. And like I very, very, very rarely have ever written anything where it starts with a guitar part. Yeah. Like. It's like yeah, you you've got the melody and and then you pick it up and you're like, all right, Build well, I, d- I don't there. know a scale, but I know that like <laughs> I can go from here to here to here and follow along with this melody pretty yeah, well. Yeah. Um. So what aside from like you know the the early pe- the early people like Interpol and Wolf mm. and stuff like that. Like, what do you think were you like really latching on to? Like, what was making like the biggest impact for you? Like, maybe later on down the line in oh, yeah. high school when it's like more of an identity forming process. Definitely friends, friends? and like yeah, not the show, <laughs> my friends. Um, but yeah, well, that's uh, a good Ross vocal melody. And, uh, <laughs> It's the theme song of all Friends. Right, let's rank them. Yeah. Chandler, bottom, always. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's such a prick. Um, yeah, so I was kind of just like, he was grow- like raised in that like south suburbs and yeah. Chicago music scene. Uh-huh. So you had like Namdi, o- Obanaya, and yeah. like Kyle Lang and Julia Steiner, like all these amazing songwriters. Right. So Julia came in like from Kentucky, met Dave, and then kind of exactly. like came back yeah. in to the fold of the music scene while I was in high school still. Uh-huh. So you're, you're doing older. like like the big show, like Nambi's yeah, house, yeah. you're going to like Lansing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, all yeah. Of that. I love that, that yeah. crew. Were you at the Nambi's Pancake House? I was never at okay. Nambi's Pancake Well, Jay's from Lansing. Okay, so sick. she's known Nambi for a really long time. Awesome. And my Lansing connects like, I think before Nambi was Tommy B. Mm-hmm. So like finding out that there was like, the basement punk thing <laughs> happening and then also like Namdi, which is totally like connected to punk also but it's oh, like kind yeah. of its, its own like different thing For like sure. the 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 scene going down there was just like super expansive for a town like lansing Crazy. too yeah yeah so it was like it kind of covered all of the south suburbs too. So it it, yeah. it grabbed the Oak Forest crew. Yeah, for so sure. So like, um, there was this band Lights that uh-huh. was uh, before that singer Lights. Uh, this band Lights. It was like a five piece kind of, it kind of like mixed like the Wolf Parade kind mm-hmm. of like Interpol kind of sound and stuff like that from Oak Forest and got really into them and like Kyle was starting that project Easter and stuff yeah. and before that had a couple bands and everything uh-huh. and. But yeah, like all those people were like in the Lansing crew mm-hmm. and there's this band called Sock Bother in the Living Pond. Okay. Like S-A-U-K. Uh-huh. Bother in the Living Pond. Sure. And they were so fucking good too. Yeah. What and, do they sound like? Uh, they were just like all instrumental. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I don't like even post-rocky know. Post-rocky or? I guess so, but not like doomy. Like, it was like, uh-huh. it was exciting. Like they'd cover like maps and atlases. Sure. But they'd cover it instrumentally. Uh-huh. And so, so it was like crazy Fantastic. shit like that where it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they would really focus like and hit hard on the melodies and uh-huh. stuff. But 
like they'd all, all these bands would play at Namdi's Pancake House. Yeah. And so I would like go there or go to other shows in the area and stuff like that. And kind of like grew up those like I got into all those other bands, like the big bands like Interpol or whatever, mm-hmm. or the on Tours or something like that when I was like a little bit younger. Then like realized like, oh, all this shit's like happening at the bass level, like around me, yeah, music sure. scenes mm-hmm. and met all my friends were doing it and stuff and like met all those people and just all, like, always looked up to everyone kind of around me and those yeah. are like the people i still consider like my like idols or whatever or, like all the mm-hmm. people that i grew up with and stuff yeah. whether it's my friends from grade school or friends that i met in high school playing music and everything it's just it's all people who are creating a thing yeah, and like tangibly too i mean it, especially too like you look at where julia and dave have taken rat mm-hmm. boys and and where Namdi's like yeah, it's explored <laughs> it's just like oh my god like like these are people that are are reaching a level of like you look at the discographies and the growth mm-hmm. of these people and it's like it's this isn't just like a, a friend's band this is like a band who mm-hmm. should be like cataloged yeah, and discussed yeah, yeah. with the, the same like you know analysis that we give to mm-hmm. the fucking so we, were you always like interested in like the journalistic side too were you kind of like thinking about things in those terms early Um, on not too early on i didn't realize i was going to do journalism stuff basically until i realized i had to pick something to Uh go to college for and in high school like the only thing i was good at was school like i'm not a very smart person by any means so like in school i'd be able to write my way out of problems with like if there was a essay part of a test it'd be Uh like oh like screw the multiple choice part i could just guess on that i'll just write my way out with the essay yeah yeah because i was like pretty good at like right yeah bullshitting and Uh just like i knew that i knew the game i guess you know and so i was like pretty good at that in high school so i knew like i wanted to do some sort of writing but i hated and still like don't really like read a lot i hated reading when Uh i was in high school so i was like i don't want to do an english major because that would I just suck. don't like reading. I like writing, but yeah. I don't like reading. Anything. So I was like, journalism seems fine, and uh-huh. it's a pretty, it's a, well, not pretty. It's very malleable. So like, I could cover this or cover this or something like that. And growing up with that like kind of widespread net of like mm-hmm. interests and stuff like that, I knew that that would be a good thing. And that's yeah, it's kind of like you can apply yourself yeah. to all of those things that you have a base level knowledge mm-hmm. for. Yeah, and that's what I've been able to do. So that's sick. <laughs> And you continue to freelance too. Yeah, right? I literally like work from the back of the van or back of the Toyota Sequoia. While right. We, uh, How is that? It's fun. Yeah. yeah it's sometimes it's frustrating because like you're kind of if there's like moving parts or something like that. Like I remember I had to uh, a couple months ago we were on tour with Vandebar mm-hmm. and we were driving out west somewhere. Phone connection was pretty spotty, and I was interviewing Mustafa Ali, the wrestler for yeah head of WrestleMania. It was for Chicago Magazine. Uh huh. And we the wwe's like pr system is kind of like very like on their terms like Uh because they're such a big company that it's like you can't you know they're the ones that are kind of calling the shots with setting up like an interview time and Uh everything so he's got like 20 minutes here before he goes somewhere else exactly talk to somebody yeah and luckily he's like kind of a lower dude on the roster so like he's like Uh on 205 live and stuff so i could like kind of work with him a little bit more and talk with him more you didn't like have a bunch of other interviews to do or something Mm -hmm. like if you were talking to john cena or something like that yeah but 
Um, yeah, I see him up there. There's a John Cena poster on the wall. Fucking best. <laughs> you got my, my WrestleMania. Yeah, and I'm right drinking there. out of this. Uh, I always WWE get the. Cup. I always get the cups. You got to because I don't. I don't drink. And they're always different. Too, yeah, they're always which is different. Great. Yeah, and it's like it's like I'm watching. I'm watching my friends mm-hmm. just spend twenty. Oh, for like a stupid beer minimum. It's crazy to just yeah. like do the thing, and it's yeah. like, well, souvenir cup. Oh yeah, three dollars. Get, get a Dew, very large Coke or five dollars. Yeah. Like <laughs> good to go. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot this. I digress. <laughs> uh, so you go down to Champagne. Who's mm. doing stuff down there at that point? Like, you know, Aaron is doing racking and Cowbunk Kid, mm-hmm. and then uh, John's booking a house, right? John McChalk. Yeah, he was one. booking at this house called Shangri La uh-huh. at the time that I went there. It yeah. switched names literally like every year. At least twice. It Uh It was called like Ghost Planet. I think that was the last name. It was called Ghost Planet. But um, uh, now, of course, me saying like, oh, there's a bunch of names. I can only name two names because there's too many. It's just like whatever. It's that Uh house over there. Uh Or I would always call it Shangri-La or something. But But that's like John. John comes from punk. John comes from Peoria punk. And so is that that's a big intersection. Oh, yeah. That's a huge point. This is this is me looking at like the length of your songs and just being like, Mm. all right, like, where's the punk connect? Exactly. Yeah. So like I go down and I know like Kyle's down there. I'm like, oh, cool. Like Uh I know at the time it was called Easter. Now the band's yeah. called Special Death. I just interviewed um, you. I told you this. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just explaining it for the the world. Kyle, you're coming <laughs> after Kyle, so this is like fresh. Okay, off. perfect. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, I come there and uh, after Easter, I started playing in Easter before I got to college. So like mm-hmm. the summer before I got to college, that was like when I first started to like actually tour. Yeah, and and actually tour, I mean like drive to a show. Out yeah, of the for city. sure. <laughs> you know, we're so like, oh, we're going do, to Springfield. Did you do the Easter at uh, normal, and then the next day you played at Black Sheep with the Please and Thank Yous? Yeah, we yeah. Pa- we were in right. the same so room together we, multiple right. times before. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. It's, that was a long time ago, and but... that's the best thing. That's why I was asking you about Namdi's Pancake House yeah, earlier because there's sure. like videos on YouTube of shows at Namdi's Pancake House where uh-huh. Easter's playing. Yeah, and they're like the craziest videos ever. Like the wildest shows you could possibly like ever yeah. find and you like pause the video at any moment and you can start picking out people like oh uh-huh. this person plays in this band now right. this person plays in this band now this person works here in chicago and like mm-hmm. does this and it's crazy it's really people. cool but yeah we were, i was at that show actually the that was the first weekend of college you know how you go to college and there's like orientation stuff mm. I went there and skipped all the orientation stuff because we had a weekend tour for Easter. Yeah. And I was like, this rules. Like, fantastic. I don't want to do all this like college bullshit. Right. And, like meet people in my dorm that uh-huh. I'm never going to talk to again. Yeah. Like I'm going to go play music with my friends. Uh-huh. And it was so sick. I love it. Um, so but, you got the, but you, and you got the, the punk side of things is happening there too. Yeah. So that was a, the very big thing. It's still big there now, but like the height of it, I feel like maybe it's just cause like through my lens and perspective that it was the sure. height of it. But, mm-hmm. um, you've got this hardcore scene in Champaign, hardcore scene in Springfield. That's really big with this thing called dumb fest at black sheep. Mm-hmm. And, uh st louis was a really big place too and obviously chicago and stuff and there's kind of like all if you look on a map those kind of just like are in the perfect route with one another so all these hardcore punk bands are coming through playing these like gritty basement shows Uh or like playing on top of a parking garage in the middle of the day and stuff like like this Uh crazy shit where i was like oh fuck like diy is so crazy and so sick and 
So I, I would see bands like Lumpy and the Dumpers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, or this band Need that Kyle played in. Yeah. And like, Need was a good band. Fucking great, yeah. Wait, Kyle Lang was in Need? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Him, Aaron Schultz. We had so much John to Manchaka. talk about. I never yeah. got our... I never... <sighs> it's mean, right, so good. Right. It, uh, Kyle's like... Kyle and John have like... <laughs> secret things going on too uh-huh. which they there's they're in this like they have this really big like i don't know if you talked about it, there's this black metal band mm. i feel bad saying the name so. yeah, because yeah. i know all like, right i won't say the name they got but, a black like, metal thing going? they got this black metal band that was like on like i'm now maybe like thinking back to it it's like oh maybe that wasn't that big of a deal well mm. it was a big deal because yeah. like but like if they would be on like year endless on like magazines like stereo gum and stuff like that or be reviewed in like uh-huh. n- like on noisy like on vice and stuff like that and it was like for this black metal band that they didn't ever say they were in and stuff uh-huh. and the band is so fucking good <laughs> they just like all this music that i would never listen to or never was introduced to because mm-hmm. like all the friends i was growing up with were like into like indie rock and like songwriting and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah. like kyle lang and uh-huh. like julia and namdi and stuff those are all like solid songwriters who like really like hone in on like writing the song then i go to champagne and there's just like this explosion of just like fuck the song we're just gonna make Mm -hmm. noise and like kick shit and Uh just like go crazy and a minute and 15 seconds yeah so exactly so a band would like set up and play for like 12 minutes or Uh something and it'd be like fuck okay that's already over and like the setup time would take like twice as long as the set actually would Uh and so like that stuff was really cool and i was surrounded by the like hardcore punk and stuff like that so it kind of rubbed off with like writing all these short songs is that Um, when you started doing single player yeah so the project used to be called single player or whatever my music was just released under this name single player which is like a name i always hated that i just right. came up with when i was like 12 or something like that uh-huh. just to like file songs under mm-hmm. and uh so i would write like music under single player and they were all kind of like you know some songs were like 30 something seconds other mm-hmm. songs were like tops were like a minute 50 seconds and stuff like that and i really love that because at the i don't know you like you don't I mean, a lot of songs need time to breathe and stuff like that or time to build up to something and everything. But, like, my stuff was very melody-driven, and it's just, like, you got the point across in, like, the minute and a half or so. Like, you don't need to waste more time. Yeah, exactly. And, like, sometimes I would struggle, like, writing lyrics and stuff, and it's, like, maybe I don't have more to say, and if I say more, it's just going to, like, water down anything that's in this song. Yeah, and I kind of like what yours do because it, it... to me, they communicate something really effectively, really quickly, and Oops. it's almost like expanding upon that, like providing more detail to what's already been cool. said. Yeah. It's like, that's maybe good if you're writing a different type of song, mm-hmm. but for this, it's just like, did it. Yeah. This is a song about being bummed out. For sure. That's all we, that's all we got to like say. way less stressful because then you like, you know, you record the like demo on your voice memo on your yeah. phone or something like that or mm-hmm. on the eight track or whatever. And like, you're kind of done once you're done, you right. know, you can like add stuff over the top of it or something. And that's like the more fun is to like build it taller and like more thick yeah. rather than just like Certainly. expanding it out and just uh-huh. like, I don't know. I feel like it gives you like a better like bite yeah it's like you're sitting you're sitting with this and let's let's put more on top of this rather Mm -hmm. than like try to dictate like all right now after after that let's just like repeat the first part like 
half as many times. For sure. And, and you can like add layers of stuff. Like you had Tony Molina on. Yeah. And like he's got like all those like uh harmonized like melodic guitar parts totally. and stuff like that. And like I really took to that and stuff like like I don't know, you can just like Were you hearing like, those oven things early on? Or um, was that kinda like not after you early. started doing it, you're like, Oh, here's this guy who's also doing yes, a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was afterwards. Um, I was like releasing music under single player. I probably released like two albums under the name single player. And then I was interning at Polyvinyl mm-hmm. Records with Aaron Schultz and stuff like that and kind of like working with him in the mailroom. Yeah. And so he was working in the mailroom at the time and would just like be blasting music or uh-huh. something. And he was like, yo, you got to listen to this band ovens. Like John's really into them, John yeah. Chaka. And I was like, I'm, I like look up with like, you know that like uh-huh. emoji with the stars right, yeah. in the eyes. I'm like John Menchaca. Like he's just like anything he does. I'm like, oh, that's so sick. So uh-huh. like as soon as he said like, oh, John's into this, my, I was like, okay, John. I'll listen to it. For and for me, just, like, like so Tony, Tony and Ovens was was Vince, and Vince I think mm-hmm. is just like very careful with who he really like goes for sure. in on. Yeah, and he <laughs> went in on the Ovens like I yeah. never seen before. Oh, so it was so like, all right, all right, I'm gonna check this stuff out. But I think that, that, you know, interestingly uh, with your stuff is that over the time, and especially on this new record, like things have expanded uh, lengthwise a little bit. Like yeah, you got yeah. some, you got one that's almost four I know, and minutes it was long. Kind of a joke. And, <laughs> and it fades out too, so right. the track's long. How did, how did that sort of thing develop? Was that just kind of... Was that working with different people? Um, kind of. I know, like I've uh, I've been surrounded more often now by like rap boys and stuff like that. So uh-huh. people might see like song like Baby Steps and be like, "Oh, that's got pedal steel on it. That must come from like being right. around rap boys." But really, it's like, you know, like growing up with like pop country radio and stuff like yeah. that. It's like the like, pedal steel guitar is like the my favorite sound on the so planet. Like I can just listen to that by itself. Um, so like. I I kind of just look as retracing my steps a little bit and like going mm-hmm. back to stuff like that, like going back to kind of like the pop radio stuff that I listened to. Not that I was like writing a pop record or right. like, well, I, I guess it's pop rock or whatever, but I wasn't trying to like, you know, write like an Ashley Simpson record, but like it's got those like longer parts to it and stuff like that. And I was like letting it breathe a little bit more. And mm-hmm. that's why I felt like, this is a time where the project's changing a little bit, so I can change the name and feel comfortable with that. And is that so? Was it change the name after you start like noticing that you're doing things a little bit? Yeah, differently? we recorded the record uh-huh. as when the band was called Single Player still. Yeah. And um, I didn't real I like kind of realized oh maybe this is a good time to like actually go in on it because not many people really know about Single Player. Like it's sure. not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. Like no one will care. And uh doesn't matter how many yeah. it matters how much and i mean you, you come from you come from a, a group of people that i think like deeply care about sure, yeah. the things that they're that it's their homies so nice. are making yeah yeah it's yeah that community the thing of just like i don't know like friends are family you know like it's yeah. just like i don't know it's tough to put into words like the amount of like care and love i have for like all the people i've met like all the people I've met through music or people mm-hmm. just through like art and stuff like that or whatever. I don't know. I think but, that you take it in and, and you give and that for sure. And that's kind of how it came to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these songs, uh, the last record under single player was all about like 
being separated from my friends for a long time, like living in Champaign while they all lived in Chicago, like yeah. my best friends that mm-hmm. I grew up with, like the core group. Yeah. And then this one too, there's a couple songs that are like, oops, sorry, Chloe, just kicked Chloe. Oh, she's, okay. <laughs> she's, um, a, she's a rock. <laughs> but yeah, the last song on the record is about my friend Josh and stuff like that. And yeah. kind of about the that group of people that i went to grade school with and stuff so i try to write about where's josh at now uh he's in chicago Uh works uh like kind of like i don't even like just like environmental checks at like construction sites and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like yeah doing stuff he's doing you're not you're not you're not (laughs) you weren't seeing him as often then because you were yeah yeah i mean that's on the now i see him pretty often and i was Mm -hmm. just like I don't know. I get very nostalgic a lot of times. Like, obviously, this whole time I've been talking about my friends and yeah, stuff. But, uh, for sure. Yeah, so, like, one of the, that last song is just about, like, stuff that would happen in grade school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you fucking should put a pedal steel <laughs> on a song like that. Yeah, exactly. I was, it was like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it kind of connects to, like, oh, wanting to sound more like stuff I grew up listening to and everything. And I was yeah. like, this just feels better. And, so who was recording the the earlier stuff like Could Care Less and, um, and Are You There? That was just me on my eight track. Yeah, I would record it whether it was like uh, I recorded a lot of it in like a basement in Champagne, uh-huh. an apartment in Champagne, at my parents' house in Mokina. Yeah, and stuff. like I would just kind of like wherever I could find space to like make a bunch of noise. Were you were you playing out then, or were you like playing playing in the basements there? Yeah, I mean, like as single player, I did a lot of tours, um, like a lot of Midwest tours, mm-hmm. and then like the first uh, tour that I ever did was the first tour that Rap Boys ever did. We went oh, out for okay. uh, in 2014 in the summer. We went out for a week, uh-huh. <laughs> seven day tour. I think we played four or five shows. Fucking right, <laughs> to, like no, but it was so bad. Yeah. But uh. It, you know, like we did like tours like that where we'd go out for like two weeks or something in the Midwest or like go out east. Um, then like the farthest west I think I ever went with single player was probably like Iowa or something like that uh-huh. or like Kansas City, you know. Well, and west is hard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I never like did like a big, big tour with single yeah. player. So, um but, but yeah, were, I was playing out. You were, it, yeah, yeah and, and you were, you were making those yourself. Mm-hmm. I love the, I love the way that those early ones sound. I Thanks. know that you probably, you, maybe you do or you I don't. D- I love the first one. Yeah. I hate "Are You There." Like a lot of songs, like uh-huh. "Are You There," were like, I was like, this is recorded so poorly, and I yeah. want to re-record a lot of those songs. But then you're just like, I don't want to start over again. It's yeah, pretty, and when, yeah. It's, when it's you, it's tough for to, sure yeah. to have that. Like just oh, <laughs> I kind of thinking about all of this. Like, yeah, like, but I like the guitar tone on those a lot, and those Thanks. songs are like kind of they're a little bit darker. They still have like really sure, sugary yeah, melodies yeah. on it, but it all like it all works <laughs> yeah, really yeah. well. Um, a moody 20 year old yeah 19 year old right (laughs) (laughs) so but then you have you've got at the buzzer is done like pretty shortly Mm -hmm. thereafter are you there but it's not it's not out for another like year and a half yeah that took a long ass time to come out why was it taking so long just because i was like um, a lot of it had to do with, I was kind of putting music on the back burner cause I was working a lot in college. Like uh-huh. I, at any point in college, I had like five to six different jobs, um, cover like in the news, like yeah. working as a reporter covering this or like editing at this magazine or something like that or whatever. Uh-huh. So I was really busy focusing on that stuff. And I kind of like lost sight or whatever, quote unquote, of yeah. like what I really wanted to do, which is play music. And I've like known that I've always wanted to do that. Um, but not that I regret 
going to college for that stuff or yeah. like getting into journalism stuff because it's right. a good background thing to have. But I was, wasn't paying attention to music like at all. A lot of the people I played music with in Champagne were older. So like they were kind of getting to the point that they were like, we got to focus on work and like uh-huh. making a living and stuff like that. And so there, there just wasn't a lot of opportunities to play out. So I think I, I might have been there's a handful of things that kind of delayed that release, but one of them was like kind of getting everyone on the same page to go on a tour to mm-hmm. go around the release. Cause I didn't want to just like plop it out and be like, okay, it's out. We're never right. going to play a show though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so I was like kind of waiting for like us to be able to go on at least just like a two week tour, which we finally did. But yeah, it was just like, there's a lot of circumstances where it was just like, so, I was feeling really down about music and just like, at the buzzer was like oh this is the last chance like mm-hmm. to kind of do this and stuff like that because i was graduating college soon and i just didn't think i'd be playing music for that much longer is it are you are you down in a way that's like i mean when you're busy like that and you said you put it on the back burner mm-hmm. is it just like i'm not thinking about this or you was, know oh kind of a you, mix. You, like when like you're the, there's a good there's a good spirit that comes out of you so i guess for like sure. for, for you like how does down play out yeah i mean i guess like i wasn't thinking about it all the time you know like if i'd be you know like going to a class one day and then coming home to eat and then going to cover a game when i'd be like sitting there covering a basketball game or something i wouldn't be thinking about it then but then when i get home like cool down everything's done for the day lay in bed i'd be like fuck i should i didn't do anything for music today i haven't done anything for music this week Mm -hmm. or really haven't done anything this month and it's like finishing an article on a basketball game isn't mm -hmm. like the same sort of sense of accomplishment oh no after like oh damn i like i like wrote a nice little ditty exactly because that lives on forever where it's like oh this like <laughs> Illinois lost to Wisconsin uh-huh. in a college basketball game. For some, that will live. Someone forever, might read but, it in yeah. a newspaper for uh-huh. like a, maybe a couple hours the next day. It might be relevant, but yeah. afterwards, like life goes on. No one fucking cares. Yeah, so, for sure. Just like that goofy thing. I mean, do you have you found? Because that's that's a very real thing mm-hmm. with uh, with writing i would say yeah, especially yeah. that type of writing do you find your have you found yourself kind of like going towards things that are going to have more of a lasting kind of yeah like i really like feature writing which is yeah. like the big profiles like the big story about one person or one mm-hmm. thing or something like there was this the best article i've read in a really long time was this article in uh the ringer on cody rhodes which i don't that was fantastic fucking crazy like i and when i read stuff like that i get like jacked up i'm like fuck like that's so good like i gotta get out there and tell someone's story and i get like really excited and after that i was supposed to i was working on this story about uh big van vader Uh and then he passed away i was like so bummed but um so did you that is that was the end of get, that story? Yeah, like that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, it was very because he was having a he was having a real hard. Yeah, like, and he knew about it for years. a long time. But like so, like yeah. when I read something like that and then get excited to like do something else, I know that that will like last a long time. And it's mm. like that's kind of the journalism that I really like is something that tells someone's story and yeah. kind of like You're someone. Talese. What's up? Gay Talese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. books He's from the fucking him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His like, sports writing boxing is amazing. Stories and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His boxing stuff is top yeah. notch. So it's cool to like chronicle and document people's lives that don't 
Yeah. Like maybe their time has passed, like Vader or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or like not a lot of people outside of wrestling know who Cody Rhodes is or something. So yeah. you kind of like document and tell this story. And I feel like really we're cool. we're in a, a sort of, I guess like the culture of of today is you can pick from so many people who maybe aren't relevant. Oh, for sure. And it's like yeah. Bringing yeah. them in because it's mm-hmm. not. It's just a fucking sea of content out yeah. there. So it's like whatever we can get, we mm. can put it in here. Yeah, that was uh that's the best part about especially working at like local levels too. Like mm-hmm. it, like I covered uh the state in where I was working with this radio show the year after I graduated from college about like 2 years ago and I was uh like a public radio station in Champaign. And we would had this statewide radio talk show called the Twenty First, mm-hmm. where for an hour each day we'd talk to people in Illinois about like what was going on in their lives and like Fucking how it was affecting right. them. Mm-hmm. And it was just so sick to be able to like connect with not only just the whole state, but like you know, like everyone in your state's like your neighbors and stuff like that. Like yeah. you can kind of keep branching that out now. Like oh, everyone's my neighbor. And or something. Illinois but, like, is such a weird state. Yeah, and there's so many interesting things. It was right in the middle of like the budget crisis that was going on in Illinois, which mm-hmm. is like the longest one that's in modern U.S. history. Yeah, and like affecting all these people in like real ways, where you see something like that on the news or. I just said the words budget crisis. You kind of mm. like roll your eyes. You're like, who, like, what the right. fuck is yeah, that? Yeah. Who cares? It's but like, just, everything's a crisis. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But then uh-huh. when you like hear someone's like direct story about how something like that is affecting them and they're crying to you on the phone or yeah. something and it's wow. like, oh shit, this stuff is like real and it's like really affecting someone's lives and mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. So like now I'm getting to learn about it. Yeah. So to go way back, like a couple minutes ago, um, I like it's like sports stories are like you know like a, a game recap is like no one cares about a game recap and that's mm-hmm. like known among like sports writers and stuff right. it's like that's just the shit you got to turn out so people like know the news mm-hmm. but like really it's like the feature writing and stuff like that where you get to like tell someone's story yeah. that's like that's the big and I mean, bullseye and, and, and being the... able to do that like freelance is a possibility yeah, just because of yeah. how we are connected at this point yeah and that's the the best thing about uh i mean the worst thing is like struggling to survive financially but uh-huh. like the best thing is to be able to like kind of not be locked into one thing like a couple of days ago friday i was uh two days ago i was in bath illinois covering a thing called the redneck fishing tournament uh-huh. where like these people go and they asian carp are like an invasive species in uh sure. the midwest as a whole but in illinois it's really bad uh-huh. and in the Illinois river and stuff like that. And like the Mississippi and everything, like they're kind of climbing up the waterways and going North. Okay. And they're going towards their, like Illinois big thing is like, they're trying to keep them out of the great lakes because mm. once they get in the great lakes, it's fucked. Like they Word. eat, they eat all the food and all the other fish die. Uh-huh. Like they eat like half their body weight basically. Wow. I won't talk about more about this yeah, fish yeah, anyways, no, but no, like they, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. It's very scary. Uh-huh. But they, uh, these people in, uh, along the Illinois river, like go down and they like s- speed their boats down the river uh-huh. and they fish jump out of the water and they yeah. catch them with nets or no like way. pretty horrifically, like hit them out of the air with like bats or uh-huh. hockey sticks and stuff it's like fucking wow. insane uh-huh. and so like i got to go do like go on a boat with these crazy ass people uh-huh. and take photos and like talk to them and stuff like that of 
them beating fish out of the water like right. beating these like invasive fish uh-huh. out of their backyard yeah and so you're I get like to, all right so i got this lined up yeah i got a few weeks off before uh before this tour starts yeah, so here's yeah. a here's a good way to so i did that came home fantastic. watched a couple tv shows that uh-huh. i was like trying to pitch stories on and then the next day like wake up and go and we play like house of blues with manchester orchestra <laughs> it's like this weekend is like so insane so when, when <laughs> but did it's you like start, so cool yeah when did you start playing with rap boys um that's like what like, 2015 16 uh yeah like end of 2016 uh-huh. um julia and dave were finishing recording gn yeah um and yeah i kind of jumped in because they needed someone to play bass and i was like at this point i was working at that radio station yeah and i had a new i was the way that job worked is I got called. I wasn't doing anything after college. I was supposed to have this other job, didn't pan out, so I started freelancing. Mm-hmm. And so I started like writing for like Vice and stuff like that from my house in Champaign and just like sitting at home doing that stuff. And then I got this job based off like someone knowing that I wasn't really doing anything. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, we need help as a, like, we need a, someone to come in and like kind of like fill in as a producer for a little while. And okay. I didn't ever work in radio and stuff before. So I kind of jumped in. And that thing of me helping out for a week turned into me helping out for like, they'd be like, oh, can you actually like stay another month? And uh-huh. I was like, sure, I'm not sure. doing anything. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm still looking for like a full-time job. And so I do that. And I was like, kind of hoping that would turn into a full-time job at the moment. Uh-huh. Then I realized it wasn't going to. I was bummed out for a little bit. And then I realized like Julia and Dave needed someone to play with them. And I was like, yo, I could come mm-hmm. play with you i'm freelancing anyways like i can do this from the road and i yeah. like i started like things started turning and i started realizing like oh i should be focusing on music like maybe this is a sign or something i don't know like yeah. i don't know if i believe in that stuff but i was like but I, I mean you're, it's, it's it's like it's, it's right clear, there right. yes uh-huh. and so like i hit them up i started touring with them in mm-hmm. like uh f- beginning of 2017 we toured around the east coast and down to south by yeah and then came back up that was like the first tour i did with them and you finally dropped uh at the buzzer yeah like, yeah like, yeah right, i guess that came out at the again. same time so that's the uh-huh. i don't even remember like the release of that record because it was so like it was like two years of like or almost two years or a year and a half or something of just like trying to get it out that at mm-hmm. a point i was just like so frustrated and just knew that i was like so past it that i was just like yeah have it to like have it world i don't care it's interesting because going and looking at that record you know you do the first few things by yourself in your Mm -hmm. basement and then you made at the buzzer with seth yeah yes and so it sounds great and it's also to me it's yeah he's he's the best (laughs) homie too seriously um but it's also that's a pretty you're pretty locked in there thanks that's that's the record that I think like the songs on the previous ones are good, mm. but this is the one where it's like start to yeah. finish. Like it's pretty locked in. For sure. Thank you. And Th- that's kind of like, I started kind of like writing more like melodic harmonized guitar parts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And got into like actually caring about how the recordings sounded and realizing yeah. that maybe like the recordings are important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that, that is when stuff started to change a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, and I think that's like, it just feels like that, aligns very well with like what you're doing in terms of your vocal melodies and just it just it all feels like it came together around that point too um and 
and now you got this like you got this busy life where you're you're <laughs> on the busy. road a lot. It feels Watch like six been, hours of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> but like looking back at you know being at a time when you're yeah. in school and bummed out about doing the things that you don't want to do sure. and not yeah, feeling yeah. fulfilled by them. Now it's like yeah. you're able to write and you're write, writing things hopefully that you want mostly, yeah. or at least mm. like you know you go to a river every once in a while and have <laughs> yeah, some fun. Yeah. But you you know you've also got like. Rat Boys, the machine, and uh, and then this, like this new yeah. Jupiter Styles mm-hmm. record, and yeah. kind of like a new chapter for this project for yeah. you. Thanks, I appreciate that. I try to keep that perspective sometimes, but you know, it's like hard to stay psyched all the time. I mean, was it helpful for you to like? I guess like it seems like that time off that you took was not. Um, it wasn't planned, but also mm-hmm. being removed from it a little bit and being able to kind of like return to that record and be like, yeah, like, damn, this is like what I want to be doing. And I now I have this thing that's like already there for yeah. me to push and like get behind. Definitely. Yeah. And it's also like that time wasn't totally wasted in between. Like I'll, I might talk about it like it was wasted, but like yeah. I grew a career. And so like that. I think a lot of people that go into like DIY music and start not go into DIY, but like end up in like doing DIY music in their community and stuff and then try to like make a career out of playing music. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that at, at least at the beginning while you're like struggling and stuff like that, which is a very long time right. that you need to have some sort of other financial support. And so for me, I have this very unique case where I can freelance and do like reporting and journalism stuff Mm. from the road and that's because i like built up that career during college and like during the time the years i really wasn't paying full attention to music yeah so in a way it like allowed me to like prolong my music life by like not focusing on it for a little while so i kind of like try to look back at that with like a positive look but it's hard yeah. to you know because well, it's like right. i feel like it's like uh-huh every time I, every second i'm not doing something productive i'm like oh fuck i just wasted a moment of my life so it's hard not to like think it's that way but impossible right yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, yeah you're you're gonna it's like you can either look back and think about the time that you wasted you can look right now and mm-hmm. think about the yeah, time yeah, that you're wasting. yeah 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 but I feel like that's that's maybe something to like keep in mind down the road of like how helpful it is. To, For sure, yeah. If it ever feels like it's, I don't know, weighing in a way that you don't want it to. How was it working with? You had a lot more hands on this release than previous. Mm-hmm. You had Seth and you had uh, Dave and Julie over there. Mm-hmm. Marcus was playing. Yeah, and Nick Levine, and, yeah. Levine uh, played uh, pedal steel on the last song. Too. Yeah. So uh, all these people were like. I don't know. It's great to like put that community that you've built up mm-hmm. around you and all your friends and stuff like that and kind of like be able to be like kind of like showing it off a little bit or something and being yeah. like, yo, Marcus is sick at drums. Like, check this Best. out. Like, yeah. <laughs> so better yet, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Julia, too. Damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What a lineup. Yeah, it's it's great. And just to be able to be so lucky to like work with all yeah. those people and be able to collaborate with all those people who I respect and look up to so much. So mm-hmm. it's cool to like, it's almost like this is everything. like part of the new thing too, is like before it was, it was you yeah, and, and yeah. now it's like, it's, it's still you and it's your songs and yeah, but you've got some in. other people mm-hmm. like helping out and yeah. doing the thing. I don't, <laughs> I, I never ask about, uh, about titles, but like oh, yeah. be good. Like 
what about that? Um, it's I don't know, like I was kind of thinking about it on the way here, and I was like, I guess maybe the record's about like if I had to like pinpoint, it, it's about just kind of like trying to not perfect, but like just make yourself better. Yeah. In ways where there's a lot of songs where it's like dealing with like oh like I was acting shitty at this point, so like I'm like kind of like chastising myself and not like a uh-huh. crazy way, but like of like yo dude you fucked up and you're like an asshole, so like you should. Are you an asshole off then? Might be. Sure. (laughs) This podcast isn't over yet. But so there's a lot of songs where I was kind of like working on like not only making myself healthier, but like making my uh, like the things I project outwards healthier and like making the people around me feel better and stuff like that. And not just being like a fucking drag all the time. Uh And my grandpa my dad's dad he was dying and he would always say like anytime i said goodbye to him or something like that he would just be like yo be good be good like yeah, yeah it's just like this thing he'd always say and i'd never really thought about it uh-huh. and then when he passed away that was like the last thing he said to me and stuff oh, like fuck. yeah and i was yeah. like i was like damn like that's a good thing to remember like yeah. i should i should have like, remembered that my entire life yeah but i didn't really think about it wow. and, and then it's like you kind of realize oh this thing's been here like mm-hmm. this thing has been literally said into your face for yeah. 23 years or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe I should like open my ears a little bit and like, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I totally. just want to be better all the time and want to be better for everyone around me and stuff. I think, I think I, I lost both of my grandpas last mm-hmm. summer. I'm and sorry. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You yeah. Know? It's, um, people, people like that. I think, um, they have a, a way of saying things sometimes that mm-hmm. you don't really latch on to how profound they may be until yeah. you know maybe not it's too late or it's just that you get a little bit older For sure yeah that's it's like you kind of like when you're younger and someone like older says like i've got this wisdom it's like fuck uh-huh. you old yeah. man like uh-huh. what are you talking about like get out of here yeah but then it's like, like oh yeah yeah all right you goof yeah but then when you get into like your like older years or whatever, you start to age a little bit and stuff mm-hmm. and you start to realize like oh i'm like way smarter than i was like back then i wish i knew this thing it's yeah. like oh there was this person telling me this thing who's like seen some shit and yeah. like they know what's important and what's like they have a perspective on life and stuff and, and you can just put it into two words yeah and, and here we are <laughs> but it was great talking to you thanks yeah, for thanks coming so much by. thanks for having me really love the podcast oh, we listen cool. to it in the car all the time with rap boys oh so. that's <laughs> nice to hear yeah it was a pleasure yeah thanks so much Hey, great stuff from Sean, someone who takes in a lot of goodness. You sit with someone like that, someone who has a genuine humility and an adoration for his friends and for the people around him and the art that they make. You feel good. You root for him. Happy to have him on to share perspectives such as that. The title, Be Good. I love where it came from. You know, the ability... Some of these people have to just say everything they mean 
so sufficiently, so succinctly. It's a really beautiful thing. Goodness is what comes from this record. Check it out at jupiterstyles.bandcamp.com, ratkingrecords.bandcamp.com for those single-player LPs. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, rate it, write a review, tell a friend, like it on Facebook. You can send me a message on there. The website is betteryetpod.com. We're also on Bandcamp, betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com. Check out As You Were, podcast about Alkaline Trio and Postmarkdom show that I host with my friend Scott. We talk about pro wrestling, and that would be that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all so much for coming. Thank you to Sean. Thank you, Chloe and Lily. And we will be back next week. Thanks, folks. Love put me on the corner. Love put me in the street. Love put me on the corner Now I'm looking for someone else I'm looking for someone else I'm looking for someone Someone to love